Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. Welcome to Yogini Secrets. Today we're going to uncover the secret that all the yogis know and yoginis about the four essential paths of yoga. They are all interconnected. Not one stands alone. You have to be able to do it all to realize enlightenment, to vibrate at a high level, and to realize some wonderful success in your life. This is through the act of bhakti, which is devotion, nanya, which is intelligence, karma, which is the actions that you take in your life, and Kriya, which is the path of integrating all of this into self-realization and activating your life with all of this. So settle in with a cup of tea and let's begin. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Hello and welcome to this podcast where I am sharing The strategy of the four paths of yoga and why it matters. This is really the elements of yoga and breaking it down in this way can help us not only elevate our personal experiences, but really bring leadership into our lives. Once we have more opportunities for self-reflection and in this way we are reflecting on the four paths of yoga, the union of ourselves with ourselves and our person with our environment, with the people around us, with our work environment, our communities. In this podcast, I'm sharing a journaling prompt list. So you'll see that in my show notes on my website, Yogini prana.live you can look for it under the podcast um, section and you'll find it there under the four paths of yoga this is a an opportunity for you to really carve out some time to allow yourself the practice of self-reflection if you don't already have a journaling um habit, a journaling routine, I highly recommend that you begin one. Every person, no matter who you are, can benefit from self-reflection. And as we get older, we may find that this time can be especially transformational when we are able to reflect on who we are in this space and time. As the world changes around us, so must we transform as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later in this episode. But let's dive in to these four paths of yoga. The first path is bhakti, which means devotion. Karma, which means action. 
in our in our lives. And nyanya is the um, the part of ourselves that applies our intelligence to the work that we do and how we how we explore self-inquiry. And then the last path, there, you'll see this written up in different ways. I am embracing the Kriya, the personal growth path that helps us transform the three former paths of yoga into a spiritual practice. So let's dive in and have a look here. I want to share with you that the uh, Vedanta, the Vedanta, um, the Vedanta path of yoga, this Vedanta framework, lets us know that there are five causes of suffering, and they are summed up here: not knowing who we are, attachment, clinging to things that we either either material things or expectations that we may have. Aversion, avoiding things that aren't real, so not living in the truth. Identifying with your ego and creating separate realities around what's actually happening. And the fear of death. So when we look at these um, obstacles that are very common for for everyone who may experience suffering, we all experience suffering in our lives. You can embark on the path of yoga, which is the union of the mind, body, and spirit, and your soul, to rediscover who you are and return to a blissful life of freedom. This is um, this is Ananda. We want to seek that feeling of freedom in our lives I, I know I want that is that what you want if it is then keep on listening because I have some tangible actions that you can take to really embark on these paths of yoga with integrity the the first of the four paths really begins with the heart and bhakti is the yoga of devotion this is connected with the divine spirit that connects us all through our consciousness. And this can be initially devotion that is um, placed upon yourself. Loving ourselves with self-care is the very first course of action to begin becoming a fully self-realized human being. This is the first part of our path to any form of leadership. If you are functioning in, in you know, any role in your life, leadership skills are incredibly important in our adult lives because we have ways that we need to handle our life. Even if you aren't in a career leadership role, Perhaps you are leading your family. Perhaps you will need to step into leadership to lead your family. Perhaps you need to just lead your daily life to create functionality in your life. 
being able to take out the garbage, being able to remember when the garbage day is on your street. Those are simple leadership skills. And of course, they can grow into very dynamic leadership skills as well. But bhakti is the path which removes any kind of jealousy, arrogance, or pride that may stand in your way between yourself and deeper union with others and yourself. Bhakti can replace these feelings with joy, bliss, peace, and wisdom. With this level of self-love and awareness that this is important, we can begin looking at the world through the eyes of devotion. To have a sacred feeling about your connectedness with your own life is an act of love. It shows the importance that you place upon who you are. At the height of realization of bhakti and really cultivating love and devotion in your life, bhakti is the thing that asks you what you long for at your deepest level of your being. Do you, do you long for love in your life? Do you long for connection? Do you long to be recognized? Bhakti is pure in thoughts, words, and actions. Bhakti looks for the divine in the ordinary. Do you notice the hummingbird that just flew by? Do you notice the sweet little pet next door that's barking? Bhakti honors and respects all life. So we respect the animals in our ecology. Bhakti purifies the heart through devotion. Through devotion and gentle love, the heart can feel well and calm. Bhakti helps us to feel confident in dancing, singing, voicing our opinions with love. And this kind of self-love, bhakti, devotion helps us to listen to what's going on in our environment with awareness. Bhakti helps us to surrender by being open to everything, compassionately seeing all sides of every equation. Bhakti acts as a servant or a friend to the spirituality in everyone. I like to think of bhakti as that very beginning of equanimity where we are able to feel calm in the face of drama. We can 
look at it with gentle kindness and love for the truth in it. Bhakti is helping you serve yourself, your family, and your community with devotion, simply put. When you establish bhakti in your heart, in your person, in this space and time, the love that you share with the world will be solid and will live with you forever. You'll always return to it. Explore bhakti with the journaling prompts that I have in the show notes. And let me know on Instagram. Tag me at Yogini Prana and let me know how you are feeling about exploring bhakti. I would love to hear from you about that. The next one is one of my favorites because I have floundered with this myself. Karma. Karma yoga. Karma means action. And karma yoga is performing action without any attachment to the outcome. So just for the greater good. Serving. Acting on the path of selfless service. This is also known as seva. To recognize karma as service, we understand that we don't identify our work with our ego and all of our actions are really an offering to ourselves or our family, our community, the planet. When we practice karma yoga, our heart, again, is centralized, purified, it's removed from that burden of ego, jealousy, selfishness, vanity. We create the space for humility, sympathy, and tolerance, compassion. Karma yoga, you may have heard of this as you know, what goes around comes around. And that's a very simple um, definition for it because it it really is more than that. It's more than there's this recipro- reciprocity that is, um, that is denoted in that kind of goes around comes around idea. But rather, think of karma yoga as doing the right thing. It's just elevating your actions in the world, the process of achieving perfect action or achieving the very best action. And this is in line with following your, your, your personal dharma and what your true purpose is with acceptance of whatever comes without ever any expectation of payment, any recognition, or even any thanks. When we practice karma yoga, when we realize this practice in an elevated state in our life, we're able to live life with passion, but you may not be truly outcome oriented. You're really 
focused more on the action of life, the present moment. We find when we are elevating our lives by practicing karma yoga, we find that life can feel effortless. We're in a flow. Things are graceful. We have a loving and kind nature. We are more tolerant and compassionate of other people. And we celebrate the success others experience. We celebrate the brilliance of other people and enjoy observing the fantastic qualities that other people get to have. We also feel, again, that thread of equanimity. We are neither above nor below anyone. We are here, present, together. We have um, really embraced the truth through our spoken word and our actions. This can be incredibly elevating in our leadership paths, especially if you are a careerist. And even if you're applying these leadership skills in your own family, this type of acknowledgement of your space and time, of who you are, sitting with the truth, living in passion effortlessly with compassion can help you elevate others and bring everyone up alongside you. As you do this as a leader, you may find that your employees, your partners, they may go on to do other great things. They may say goodbye to you on their path. And when you are self-realized in this practice of karma yoga, you will find that you understand this truth to be known and you celebrate it and you honor the person's path where they're going their evolution as an individual as a as a partner as a employee this is incredibly helpful to hone your wisdom the wisdom that you experience with bhakti, that devotion in life, karma yoga helps to build upon that. So these are all interrelated and come back to one another and just help to underscore the, um, the overall path of union in your life. And then we go into the next layer so we've explored devotion, action, and now we're going to explore Nyanya Yoga, which is the path of knowledge, wisdom, intelligence. I like to think of this as intelligence because when you think about most people that you know, you might notice that we hone one path a little bit more than the others. Some people may be dedicated to love so much that their 
a little disconnected with making great choices. You see this happen sometimes when people are really selflessly connected to love and loving others and maybe not really taking care of themselves so much they haven't really applied that intelligence to applying the same kind of devotion to themselves or in karma yoga they they may not be really thinking about the kind of actions they're taking and directing their actions in the most effective way for their own person. They may be giving too much time to a volunteer project, or they may be giving up too much of their action time to their family, or maybe too much action to work. So being able to find balance is truly important with Nyanya Yoga as we explore the means to enlightenment because the process of reasoning, particularly the process of discrimination in what is real and what is not real, the truth as it stands is so important through study and self-inquiry. So applying intelligence to really inquiring about how we are living our lives. It is said to be the most difficult path because it uses the mind and intellect to go beyond yourself to finally realize who you are with your spirit, with divinity. The Upanishads call it the razor's edge, where the ego is always trying to knock us off, and it requires great strength of character, willpower, and intellect to really stay steady on the path. Being able to apply self-inquiry around your devotion and actions in your life help you to steer your life into a way that involves depth in who you are, what you want to do, what your purpose is, and what you're grateful for. Understanding these four things can really help you be mindful of the surrounding world and where you are in time, which is incredibly powerful in this moment in time during climate change. This Nyanya Yoga allows you to listen and reflect, contemplate. You practice discernment and detachment with Nyanya Yoga. Meditation takes shape with you every day so you can have silence to do this deep level of observation, detaching from the drama around you so you can make wise decisions from your own perspective. So Nyanya Yoga also stops all of the worrying, but then actually you begin to ask yourself, why am I seeing this present? Life begins to be seen as a spiritual 
one, a spiritual path. And when you are practicing this act of self-inquiry, of using your intellect to navigate the world with devotion and action, you are really on the path of Kriya Yoga, which is the action of applying meditation, mantras, mudras, you're adding spirituality to your life. And in doing so, you are realizing your own place in the greater consciousness of the world. Some people call this Raja Yoga because it is really um, a royal path. This is a path that will lead you to realizing harmony with yourself and nature. You're able to balance sleep, diet, lifestyle, and work in this respect. And it helps you to be pure in your thoughts and non-judgmental. It's just another layer of that equanimity that we're discussing here. You, at this point in your life, you take full responsibility. You become a self-actualized, complete person who has control over your emotions. And you remain free from worry. You avoid distractions and you train the mind with the techniques of meditation. This is an amazing action to realize because it is this part kriya yoga that helps us to really break down the eight limbs of yoga which are the yamas abstaining from harming others harming yourself nonviolence and the niyamas which are the principles for our own daily lives the asanas, which are our yoga poses, embodied postures that help us to do that self-inquiry. Pranayama is the mastering and enlivening of the life force through breath, breath techniques. Pratyahara is that inner reflection, which is part of Kriya, where we are really reflecting on who we are in the space and time in relationship to our environment, our career, our co-workers, our family members. Dhyana is the act of concentration, meditation, and continuous flow in our existence with the greater consciousness. When we are able to do all of these kinds of practices together, we realize the eighth limb, which is samadhi, which is freedom, liberation, and enlightenment. And and let me just ask you, wouldn't you prefer to be in a family or work with someone who is on the path to samadhi, that enlightenment path, being around enlightened people elevates the vibration of the group and even though there are four paths there there really is only one yoga the the yoga of union 
but really breaking it down helps us to identify and work on the areas that may be taking shape in a greater way in our lives. So having that self-inquiry and realization of the truth in your life is key to being a very high vibration individual that can be a fully recognized leader that can see what needs to be balanced in your life. Because if you really cannot see these wisdoms in your own life, your leadership skills are very much lacking. So refining your personal leadership is really the first action in developing your leadership skills. Thank you so much for being here. Download the journaling prompts and enjoy them. I'm so excited to share this with you. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to share my next episode with you. These are going to be mantras to help you be guided into your feminine energy. These are excellent mantras to help you realize the the leadership inside of you. And they are secrets of the yogini. So enjoy them. Take care. Bye-bye. Have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen? I have been using Blue Beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code beautify, B-E-A-U-T-I-F-Y, 10, beautify 10, to receive 10% off of your purchase. I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it. total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal practice. Book the call at calendly.com forward slash yogini prana. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash yogini prana you will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter if we decide to work together or not you will walk away empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your world 
book your call today.